0: a true mastermind, if you go back to Napoleon Hill, who coined the term, the concept is pretty simple. You put one one person with a brain in a room with another person in a brain, you create a third brain called the mastermind. And so if you multiply that and put eight or 10 people in a room um, and get their collaboration and support and co-creation, that's, you know, the the sort of true mastermind concept. So welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by
1: Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, JJ. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, Michelle. I'm happy to be here. Always any of your shows. I'm happy to be on. I love it. So,
0: give everybody the highlight of who you are and what
1: you do for business.
0: Awesome. Uh, So, I'm Jay Fairbrother, the mastermind guy. Uh, Short short version is a serial entrepreneur for thirty some years. Founded, bought, and sold seven figure businesses. Done a lot of coaching and consulting in between. And uh, for twenty five years, I've been involved in masterminds, facilitating, creating, running. And what I focus on now is helping entrepreneurs to create masterminds of their own as an income stream as a high-end program or or product and way to leverage their expertise in a fun way that creates great impact uh, for not only themselves, but for their clients. I love it. So how did you get into masterminds per se? What was it that intrigued you about them? Yeah, so, um, you know, I I can barely remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday, (laughs) but I vividly remember uh, walking out of my first mastermind meeting 25 years ago and saying to myself, oh my God, I finally found my tribe. So I started my first business when I was around 30 and uh, was pretty successful out of the gate with, you know, pretty quickly ramped it up to about a million in revenue But I got stuck there. I couldn't seem to break beyond that sort of million range. And so I joined an organization called Young Entrepreneurs Organization. And that's where I got put into my first mastermind with other entrepreneurs. And what amazed me is that within five or six months, this this first mastermind I was in happened to be all men. Within five or six months, I'm watching grown men cry. In these meetings, as they talked about their fucked up marriage and their, you know, problems with their kids and how they have no life because the business is running their life. And um, it just really I did not expect that because, first of all, we joined the mastermind to help grow our businesses and become better entrepreneurs, not to talk about personal stuff. But that's the magic of what happens in a mastermind is you develop these really deep relationships with people. You get to levels of conversation that are much deeper than you can in almost any other kind of format because you build this container of safety and trust and, and confidentiality um, that people will will go there. So I you know that first mastermind I stayed in for seventeen years. Um, and that's what we call in the industry stickiness uh, when you right. you know and, and create a program that people are going to join, not just for you know six weeks or eight weeks or three months, but for six months, twelve months, maybe even ongoing. Um, so I started, you know, I love the mastermind thing. I started joining all the masterminds that we created in, at, in the entrepreneurs organization. Uh, and I would sit in on them. The idea is I'd sit in and facilitate for the first few months make sure they got off on the right foot and then turn it over to somebody. I didn't exactly always leave after three months because I just loved it. And in my experience being, um, you know, there's a whole backstory of me being kind of a lone wolf and uh, not really having any deep level of of adult human connection. Um, You know, for me, it was like, oh my God, like this, these people are like, I'm really, these are my People, yeah, you know, like these. These are people who have my back. So anyway, I, you know, joined multiple masterminds uh, over those years, and then and and also grew my business. You know, as in large part as a result, uh, grew it to two hundred employees, ten million in annual revenue. Sold it in two thousand and four, um, and the you know that was a fun time. And then a few years later, the great recession 2008 2010 uh financial crisis hit um and i lost everything i mean literally went from multimillionaire in a mansion to living in my friend's basement without a car uh so it it's been a journey <laughs> right
1: so now in helping people and especially in setting up masterminds who you say is your ideal client for your products or services or who who comes to you the most
0: yeah so I have two primary targets. Um, the first is coaches, speakers, authors, um, influencers, who are doing you know one-on-one coaching. Like for that market, typically people start out they do one-on-one coaching. Maybe they create a course or a short-term group coaching program, and then it's kind of like what's next? You know, what's your higher-end package to be able to scale and leverage your business? And if you look at the really successful seven-eight-figure coaches, they all have high-end masterminds. So that's primary market. And then secondarily, it's um, an entrepreneur who is what I would call like a regional superstar, meaning they've created an incredible business for themselves on a local or regional basis without any aspiration to grow it nationally. And they can create a mastermind of other people in their same industry who wanna learn how they became such a regional superstar. And it's a great way to add an additional six figures in in mostly profit just by getting other people to pay you to share what you've already done in your industry. So those are the two primary uh, targets for me.
1: So a lot of people have a kind of a notion of what they think a mastermind is. What, in your opinion, is a successful mastermind? What does it take to be able to create one?
0: Yeah. So um, first of all, I'll say, especially in the sort of coach or speaker uh, influencer industry, there's a lot of people that slap a mastermind label on a program that's really just glorified group coaching. But if they call it a mastermind, they can get more money and it sounds sexier Um, and I, there's nothing wrong with that, but a true mastermind. If you go back to Napoleon Hill, who coined the term, it, they, you know the concept is pretty simple. You put one bra- one person with a brain in a room with another person in a brain, and you create a third brain called the mastermind. And so, if you multiply that and put eight or ten people in a room um, and get their collaboration and support and co creation, that's you know the the sort of true mastermind concept. So. If you're aiming to create a true mastermind, it's typically eight to 14 people, and the reason it's that small is because it's important in mastermind meetings that everyone in the room gets a voice during the meeting, right? So you can't, you don't want to have lurkers in the mastermind, um, and uh, you know you create that sort of collaboration and support and accountability. There's lots of things in between a true mastermind and group coaching. I call them hybrid programs. And part of what I try to teach is that if you trickle down some of the strategies and techniques that you use in masterminding, even to your group coaching programs, you're going to get better implementation, better results for your clients.
1: So when somebody's kind of thinking about putting together a mastermind or this program and they're going, well, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what it's on. Are there ways of kind of finessing that so that it becomes more powerful than just going, Hey, let's do one on
0: business. (laughs) So, so first of all, so let me address it. So to, to the coach speaker influencer uh, market, like a lot of times, and I did this, I'm guilty of this too. When we start out, we're like, okay, I have expertise in this. This is what I can help people with and teach people. And we we approach it from the standpoint of what can I create that people will buy? And with a high-end mastermind, what I challenge people to do is look at it from who would you wake up in the morning and be absolutely thrilled and juiced that you got to meet with them that day and run a mastermind meeting the who becomes really important when you're looking at masterminds because you want to create that safe, intimate space where people feel there's trust, they understand there's confidentiality. Um, And so from, from the, you know, what do you create standpoint? I always say, start with the who, figure out, you know, who are the people you can most help? Who are the people you're excited to wake up in the morning and help? And then figure out how you can create a program to bring a bunch of those people together with common you know fears frustrations and and challenges and also common aspirations and goals so that you can create a mastermind together
1: love it so when somebody's contemplating this are there other factors that they need to consider like are they going to do it in person are they going to do it virtually are they going to do it on a regular basis like how do you how do they start to put these pieces together, or is it merely <laughs> come take my course and you'll figure all that stuff out?
0: <laughs> yes, take my course and you'll figure it all out. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I love you use the word pieces, and that's exactly the way I talk about it. Because one of my pet peeves in the in the you know expert industry is people who find one way of doing something and they you know successfully, granted, I and mean, then they go out and teach everybody else just do exactly what I did, create what I created. I don't believe in that. I think everybody's got to figure out what's the right puzzle pieces to put in place so that you create a mastermind that takes advantage of your unique superpower and skills, um, and, and serves the audience, the the who that you put together uh, well enough. So, um, you know, I I think that it in terms of looking at what you want to create, it, it's a it's a combination of how many people do you want? Is it a true mastermind versus some hybrid uh, kind of thing? And then what is the logical frequency for delivering results, right? So a couple examples, like I run an in-person mastermind here in Pittsburgh of uh, million dollar up entrepreneurs, and we re- meet once a month, but that meeting is three to four hours long each month. Now that's in person. So, it, you know, that it, it's a little easier to, to have that kind of meeting. On virtual uh, masterminds, which you know, thankfully, post COVID, you know, people are now don't blink twice at spending 90 minutes or two hours on a Zoom call. Um, that the you know, typically for virtual masterminds, people are doing like an every other week or you know, twice a month uh, meeting, or um, some do weekly, but um, you know, every other week. And if you're meeting every other week, I typically suggest look at 90 minutes to two hour meetings. Um, and again, the important consideration is everybody gets a voice in the meeting. So you don't just have, you know, like in a group coaching program where you have tons of people that just sit and listen and never participate. You don't want that in a mastermind. Right. So what are some of the more interesting kind of topics that you've
1: come across and when people are setting up their masterminds?
0: Yeah, good question. So um you know my experience has been primarily with other entrepreneurs for 25 years in, in the masterminds that i've been in and created but what a lot of people don't think about is like if if your target market is not entrepreneurs but if you're in a space where you are help people with lifestyle changes or mindset changes or health changes or you know those are perfect for masterminds because most of the real client transformation doesn't take place in six to eight weeks in a course or even, nece- you know, sometimes in a three-month group program. Like, it's good to work with people for six months, 12 months, or just ongoing to be able to deliver the best, you know, transformation for the people you're serving. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So has
1: anybody come up with something like underwater basket weaving for scuba divers or?
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> not that we haven't heard that one. <laughs> it, no, so. Um, one of my uh, mentor clients that I'm working with um, is creating a, a master. It's it's pretty cool because it's for um, tech entrepreneurs who aren't just completely startups, but are either funded or, or revenue generating. And she delivers a combination of kind of mindset and um, uh, I'm trying to think of I, I've helped her with the market language, so I should be I should be able to <laughs> I round this off. Be on
1: top of this not. It's all yeah. good. General um, concepts.
0: Yeah. So it, it's it, it, she, You know, she's working on opening them up and giving them skills so that they can navigate the world that they're in. So, for instance, in that world, there's there's a lot of betrayal. There's you know funders, there's partners, um, and most of these uh, tech entrepreneurs at some point have dealt with levels of betrayal. Well, she takes it and, and talks about it, not just in a business sense, but in a personal sense, too. And she talks about their relationships and um, and how to navigate their personal relationships in the same way they have to navigate their tech startup. So anyway, it's just it's a very cool idea. It's a high end uh, mastermind she's working on. It's uh, uh, brilliant.
1: I love it. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having that's listening in on this going "Hmm, mastermind, never thought of that before to solve their problems. So is it that they don't have a high end product? Is there something else going on in their business that masterminds can help them solve? Yeah,
0: I think so. There's there's for a lot of people, they just don't really have experience in a mastermind or with a mastermind. So that's first just understanding some of the One basics of, of what it is. Then mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there who have experienced a mastermind that wasn't that good. And that's not that uncommon. Um, and there's a couple of main reasons that masterminds fall apart. One is that there's they, they're not creating that safe, trusted, confidential space. They're not focused on building the relationships between the members. So, you know, and that's an example where some people put a mastermind label on something which is really just group coaching. But the other more common reason is that, um, that what I call parity is really important in creating a mastermind, meaning if If you have people, you know, kind of at one level and then people way up here at a different level, it's hard for them to consider themselves kind of peers or equals. And that can really mess up, especially in any of the content or training portion of what you're doing. You're either dumbing it down to, you know, address the middle or, you know, the people at the bottom feel left behind and people at the top are like, you know, this is rudimentary. Why am I sitting here? So it's important that you have. They don't have to be all exactly the same, at you know exactly the same level. But you don't want to put you know an entrepreneur doing two hundred fifty thousand in the same mastermind as somebody doing twenty million. And it's not necessarily because they don't have similar problems, because all we all anyone in business has you know people problems, cash flow problems, sales and marketing problems, process problems that's universal, but it's important that the people in your mastermind have respect for each other because that's the co-creation part. That's the collaboration part. Um, and, uh, so that's one of the main reasons that, that masterminds kind of fall apart.
1: Got it. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start that journey with you?
0: Um, so, uh, first of all, if you have questions, I'm um, easy to reach by email. My email is j at fairbrother uh, Feel free to you know send me an email with questions or or if you want to find out more. I run two programs. Um, one I'm actually launching uh, here shortly. Uh, it, it's called Mastermind Mastery Create and Launch Your High End Mastermind in 60 Days, and that's so it's an eight week program. I teach it live. Um, And we go through the steps of conceiving of what it is, figuring out how to put those puzzle pieces together, who are the right fit people in there, packaging it into a marketable offer, and then actually filling a beta program within the eight-week period that we run the program. Um, And then I also do a a three-day event, uh, Six Figure Masterminds Bootcamp. And that's for people who want to at least get the can you know figuring out what they would create and who are the right people to put in it, and then we create in those three days sort of a plan on how you integrate that in the rest of your business, and create a plan to launch it. Uh, so the next one I have coming up is November uh, twenty twenty three, and basically I run these programs three times a year, um, taught live, and uh, you know it's all me. I don't sub it out to uh, uh, anybody else.
1: Right, nice, I love it. So we will of course have all of your links in the show notes. So you can go and click on those links and, and check them out. And if you're listening to this after November of 2023, of course, feel free to go to fairbrother.com and uh, get all the information from Jay or uh, email Jay at fairbrother.com. Um, and of course, links, we'll, we'll keep an eye on those as well. Cause we can up those, update those as time goes on uh, it's one of the joys of having a podcast that is <laughs> evergreen. Once it's out there, it's out there. And, um, uh, but we want you to be able to find Jay anyways. Awesome. I love it. So I get to ask you at this kind of point in our conversation is at what point in life did you know you're a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Uh,
0: um, yeah, so, uh, so, I've owned nine businesses in six different industries, and um, I never necessarily set out to be an entrepreneur. Uh, my father was an entrepreneur, but he died when I was 10. So I really, you know, if anything, what that created in me is that sort of lone wolf nature and kind of I'm out there on my own and, you know, angry at the world because my father died so young. But my first business, you know, was created because of an opportunity that basically someone gave me. I, I was, um, you know, working a, a nine to five and and I had done some consulting uh, in that industry at the same time. And, and somebody approached me and said, we're putting out an RFP. And if you'd like to leave your cushy job and, and bid on this, you know, we'd be interested in looking at it. So I literally created my first company out of that. But I would say most of the opportunities in my uh, business career um, are things that sort of either came my way or, um, you know, were an offshoot of something that I was already doing or interested in or, or that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I I didn't set out with a plan to be a nine-time entrepreneur. Uh, it just happened.
1: <laughs> you just happened to be awesome and amazing and the world took you on a ride <laughs> I love it you have been absolutely awesome any last words for our peeps
0: yeah if you're interested in this concept of the masterminds um you know it it's it's not rocket science but it's also good to know what you're doing and have a plan and and help creating it um so you know I am in this because for the markets that I help, like I can run my own masterminds, I run a couple now, um, and I can help those people. But to have more impact in the world, I want to help people who help people. And to me, it's about creating that deep human connection. You know, if you think about our world, digital disconnection, isolation, after COVID especially, um, we you know, we need more human connection on this planet. It could solve a lot of problems. So that's my, you know, mission. That's my goal is to create more human connection on the planet and doing it one mastermind at a time. Love it. Thank you so
1: much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is.
0: Thanks, Michelle. I appreciate being here. Awesome.
1: Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show, share with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs
0: grow. Are you running a business over seven figures, but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years and it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategiescom forward slash roadmap for more details today. The links in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategiescom slash roadmap.